to shoot. Williams in trouble. Three to shoot. Beckers a three. You bet. Paige Beckers. Limp and all. Connecting on a three with the shot clock fading. And UConn's lead is five. It looked like UConn was stuck. Moving the ball around. Nothing open. One more pass. Paige Beckers delivers. She's had a struggle at times tonight shooting the basketball. When she knows it. Well, well, well. UConn versus Tennessee. Are we not entertained? I don't know, Gino. How's that rivalry feeling? Ha <laughs> ha! Eric Ayala here with another episode of Locked on Women's Basketball. And you bet we are going to talk about UConn and Tennessee. Also a report coming out about the Olympics that I want to discuss. So let's get it going with this episode of Locked on Women's Basketball. Ogumba Wallet for the win! You are Locked On Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. All right, folks. So, you know, I try to take some time, relax. I have some women's hockey stuff coming up. And it just so happened that the way the schedule worked out, I kind of needed my my relax day to be Thursday. And let's just go through, let's just go through the slate Georgia versus South Carolina, Illinois Northwestern DePaul Butler in the Big East, which of course is my focus for the next, Kentucky Auburn, Syracuse Louisville is in the fourth quarter right now, Um, and then the big one. The big one, Connecticut versus Tennessee. And, you know, Gino kind of lulled me into believing that this wasn't a rivalry anymore. He's been downplaying it for years. The final score, number three versus number 25. Tennessee ranked in the top 25, 67-61. This is the split in the four quarters. First quarter, Tennessee Vols outscore the Connecticut Huskies by one point, 17-16 after the first. 18 all at the half. Huskies though, down one. The Vols, Lady Vols, win the third, 14-11, but the Huskies win the fourth. 22-12 to get the 67-61 victory. My goodness. Apparently Paige got an injury in this one. Kristen Williams, 20 points. I'm going to take you to the Hartford Current and the Knoxville News Sentinel for, for the updates because, again, fortunately... I wasn't watching. I mean, unfortunately, because it was a good game. But listen, Auntie needed some rest. But let's go to what the beat reporters had to say. 
We get started with Alexa Philippou Hartford Current. Paige Beckers may not be old enough to remember the UConn-Tennessee rivalry in its heyday, but Thursday night in the number three Huskies gritty. But Thursday night in the number three Huskies gritty 67 win over number 25 Tennessee in their toughest game of the season to date. She made her mark in the latest installment of the program's rivalry and ensured her team would remain undefeated. Paige Beckers may not be old enough to remember the Yukon Huskies rivalry in its heyday, but Thursday night in the number three Huskies gritty 67 win over number 25 Tennessee in their toughest game of the season to date, she made her mark in the latest installment of the program's rivalry and ensured her team would remain undefeated. Alexa goes on to write, At first, nothing was going right for the freshman phenom point guard, who started the game shooting 1-for-11 from the field, as the Huskies found themselves trailing at the end of each of the first three quarters. And then once UConn started to show some life midway through the fourth, Beckers rolled an ankle, barely able to move, and needing to leave the game to get taped. Well, I already told you how it ended, folks, so... Uh, <laughs> Paige Beckers, the real deal. Already seeing some goat emojis and hashtags out there. I don't know. What do y'all think? Can you be the goat as a freshman? I mean, arguably some folks were saying she was the goat pre-freshman. So I don't know. We'll see. And now the Knoxville News Sentinel. This was a home game for the Lady Vols. Will Backus. Here we go. The Tennessee women's basketball team's game against UConn on Thursday night could be the last between the two teams in the foreseeable future. It concluded a home-and-home that was scheduled in 2018 and carried out over the past two seasons. UConn, 9-0, swept the series with a 67-61 win in 2021's installment. It was the first time that the Huskies made the trip to Knoxville in 15 years and just the second meeting between the two storied rivals since 2007. Uh, Here's a lovely quote from Gino as ever. I don't know what the big deal is and where everybody's climbing down my neck saying, you gotta play Tennessee, you gotta play Tennessee, you gotta play Tennessee, Oriyama said. Up to now, it wasn't that easy to put together this game, even if we both wanted to all along. Now, it feels like everybody's okay with doing it, especially when the fans come back. Yeah, you want to give your players a chance to play the best teams in the toughest environments. Certainly, this is one of those environments. Well, I don't know, Gino. I think maybe you got to play Tennessee. Just past Pat Summit. All-time wins in women's basketball history. So there's a lot of Tennessee-UConn news in the news cycle. Uh, But let me know, folks. What do y'all think? Should the rivalry continue? Is it even really a rivalry? Has Paige Beckers made it a rivalry? I don't know. Because I miss the game. I am very relaxed, though. And I'll be well-rested for my flight tomorrow. So, you know, sometimes them's the breaks.
Um, coming up next, I'm going to read a little bit about some international basketball. Um, not just basketball, but uh, something that will certainly impact basketball. Um, a story that has been swirling the interwebs. Japan looks for a way out of Tokyo Olympics because of COVID. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but not at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to, to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's your classic or daily driver, everything you need is just right there in a few easy clicks. Go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your vehicle. Type locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com All right, folks, so you know what? I've really been looking forward to the 2020 Olympics. It's the first time that I've put in for a media credential for the 20, for the Olympics period. And, um, you know, it was going to be a long shot to get there, you know, to get the funding uh, because I'm an independent journalist and I'm not on staff, but I got a credential. So I was like, I got to figure this out. You know, why not? Go for it. YOLO. Um, but then it got postponed and I was like, all right, that gives me more time. But I was like, oh crap, it got postponed because of COVID. And I'm like, do I still want to travel? Will they even let me travel? Like, what's that going to look like? Everyone's doing Zoom calls now. So then we're getting ready for 2021. I'm talking to people about 2021 and, you know, again, my relaxed day, I got my hair cut for my stuff for hockey and then... I noticed my ESPN, that's genius, the ESPN app, by the way, because I don't, I wasn't even looking at my phone or any of my devices, and I kept hearing the, I kept hearing the, the noise, I kept hearing it, I kept hearing, I was like, what the heck is going on? Well, there was a Yukon game that we just talked about, uh, and then there was this, uh, I read the headline, again, this comes from The Times, um, thetimes.co.uk, not like the New York Times. Um, this is by Richard Lloyd Parry, Perry, Tokyo. Japan looks for a way out of Tokyo Olympics because of COVID. Uh, here we go. The Japanese government has privately concluded that the Tokyo Olympics will have to be canceled because of the coronavirus, and the focus is now on securing the games for the city in the next available year, 2032. According to a senior member of a ruling, co a ruling coalition, there is an agreement that the games, already postponed a year, are doomed. The aim now is to find a face-saving way to announce, of announcing the cancellation that leaves open the possibility of Tokyo playing host at a later date. Quote, no one wants to be the first person to say so, but the consensus is that it's too difficult, the source said. 
quote, personally, I don't think it's going to happen. End quote. End article. You need fantasy basketball advice. It's important that you have a... Um, not surprising. Disappointing, but not surprising at all. But if I'm being quite honest, it's the best. It's the best. It's the best thing to do. I mean, we're still playing college basketball here. I don't understand that whatsoever. And uh, yeah, there's also some news there. Get into that. But, um, man, you know, and here's the thing. I would love to cover an Olympic Games. But if I'm being honest, like, there's a lot of stuff about the Olympics, too. You know, and when you need fantasy basketball advice, it's important that you have a reliable source. More people trust Josh Lloyd, host of Locked on Fantasy Basketball, than any other fantasy basketball podcast. Subscribe to the number one fantasy basketball podcast, Locked on Fantasy Basketball, wherever you get your podcasts. You gotta wonder how COVID will impact this because the Olympics, the tension around the Olympics feels to me like the tension and the internal struggle that I feel with coronavirus on a daily basis. So every four years, really every two years, because I follow the Winter Olympics as well. Every two years, there's like this patriotism, nationalism, USA, and I really struggle with that. That's a whole nother. But at the same time, I'm a sports fan and I am from the United States and I grew up watching the Olympics and aspiring to be an Olympian. And now maybe I have a chance to write about the Olympics and, you know, those things don't go away overnight. So it's conflicting. I'm, I, you know, sometimes I'm a walking contradiction about these things. I just told you earlier in the show, I put in for credentials, knowing that there are environmental issues, there are economic challenges that host cities have. Oh, yeah. And then there's coronavirus, which I have been talking a lot about. So, like, I'm, I'm, do you hear the conflict in my voice? I don't even feel good that I have all of these thoughts, but I do. And I'm not even a, a, an elite athlete right now, of course. Like, I'm not trying to, not trying to play myself or anything. <laughs> I haven't been elite in quite a, in quite a long time. Um, it's a, it's, it's like a lot, you know, but the unknowns And the money, like there's a lot of money that's put into the Olympics. Again, that could be a whole nother ethical story if we wanted it to be. be, And it is. But it just, it seemed like an uphill climb. And what I like about this hit in the Times is that they're alluding to that you know, face-saving way to announce the inevitable. I mean, I, I'm remixing that. But it's a, a, a face-saving way to announce the inevitable. We're not going to have the Olympics. I mean, did we kind of know that after 2020? 
here's the thing. It's tough to get those athletes going. Going up again. Training like Olympians do. Like, that's kind of a big deal. You hear Olympians talking about lifetime, what feels like a lifetime of work. For some of them, for seconds. Mere seconds. And victory versus defeat can be milliseconds. That's an insane amount of pressure. I'm getting... I'm starting to rethink this whole thing, man. Maybe it's good. Maybe we need to take a break from the Olympics and think about what we've been doing. Um, Not just about COVID, but about the Olympics, because there is just a lot of pressure. And, you know, maybe maybe we need a vacation. You know, I said I took took a, a wellness day today. Maybe we need to take a wellness cycle. No Summer Olympics. Let's just move on. 2032 would be the next available time that Japan could host. See, now I cover, uh, as you have probably picked up, I cover women's hockey and the Canadians were supposed to host what is known as the International Ice Hockey Federation World Championships. And Canada was able to push back their hosting duties to the next championship. They were able to work that out. But that's something that happens annually. Olympics are planned years in advance. So, I don't know, folks, but we'll have to stay tuned on that. But speaking of all of the pleasantries of sports and all of the ways that sports drive us crazy, we have another team that has opted out of the full season. So I'm going to get into that in our final segment of Locked On Women's Basketball, special Thursday edition, coming to you late. And we should have the final score for the, um, for the Louisville game. So I'll give that to you, Louisville-Syracuse. We'll talk about that in our final segment. There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, betonline.ag. And we want you to sign up today for your free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get into the action. Don't forget, that's promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% Welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Before this last um, segment, I know I billed it as COVID, and honestly, I misread the article. Um, But I'm going to talk about Detroit Mercy and the reason that they have halted their season. And this is to let listeners know that this can be a trigger warning. There's going to be talk about mental, physical, and emotional abuse perpetuated by a head coach. So this is a trigger warning uh, that that will be part of the next conversation after our little jingle that I play to transition. 
Detroit Mercy shuts down women's basketball season after allegations against new coach. So not only do we have COVID, but some allegations. University of Detroit Mercy officials have called off the rest of the women's basketball season after players' parents cried foul about the program's first-year head coach. Parents of the entire Detroit Mercy women's basketball roster have signed a letter to the university administration administration claiming new head coach Anne-Marie Gilbert ran a program that inflicted, quote, emotional, mental, and physical abuse on the players. The, the letter, dated Sunday and obtained by the news on Thursday, said the parents decided to take action because their daughters were worried about retaliation, claiming Gilbert created a program rooted in, quote, fear. If you want to get basketball smart, it starts with listening to the Hollinger and Duncan podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. NBA analytics pioneer and front office insider John Hollinger joins Dunked On podcast host Nate Duncan to bring you scouting reports, game breakdowns, and salary cap analysis. Subscribe to Hollinger and Duncan today, wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back again talking about Detroit Mercy again Trigger warning after the jingle, uh, conversations about emotional, mental, physical abuse as perpetuated by head coach of Detroit Mercy. Uh, After the jingle, I will continue the conversation. This is a trigger warning. All 14 Detroit Mercy players supported the parents' letter and the many claims of abuse, according to two players who both spoke on the condition that they remain anonymous out of fear of retribution. In a meeting this week, a majority of players requested to play out the season without Gilbert as coach, but were told by the university officials that was not, quote, a viable option, according to, two, according to the two players. And so... Detroit Mercy announced Thursday afternoon it was suspending the women's program for the rest of the season. The private school did not give a specific reason, but the COVID pandemic was not mentioned as a reason. Quote, as the health and well-being of our student athletes is our athletic department's top priority, the athletic director Robert Val said in a statement released by the school, Quote, we have talked with all players and members of our women's basketball program about their concerns. We take them very seriously and will continue to review them closely. As we have prioritized the needs of our student-athletes during this challenging academic year, as we have prioritized the needs of our student-athletes during this challenging academic year, we have decided to suspend the 2020-21 women's basketball season. Gilbert is in her first season as Detroit Mercy, hired away from Division II Virginia Union, which she took to the 2017 National Championship game. The five years before that stint, she coasted at Eastern Michigan, winning 69 games over her last three years. Wow. Um, The story goes on to describe some of the language used. Um... There's the letter that's dated. Uh, I'll read a little bit from the letter from the parents. Dear Mr. Vowels, 
we, the parents of the University of Detroit Mercy women's basketball team, write you with grave concern regarding the welfare of our daughters. After having daily detailed conversations with our daughters over the past several months, many of which were passionate and tearful cries for help, it has become painfully obvious that our young women are suffering emotional, mental, and physical abuse under the leadership of their head coach, Anne-Marie Gilbert. Many of us have encouraged our daughters to seek help, to seek the help of the administration. However, the girls are terrified of retaliation from Coach Gilbert, who has created a hostile environment of fear and isolation. Um, the letter goes on for several pages um, and closes with, Sadly, research shows that our complaint of the abuse and trauma perpetuated on our daughters is not the first time Coach Anne-Marie Gilbert has been held accountable for such behavior. Her tenure at Eastern Michigan University came to an ungracious end when nearly identical complaints were made by her players and staff. This letter is but a snapshot of the horrendous environment that our daughters have to endure every day. And it goes on to say, we will gladly provide signatures to this document upon request. So, wow. Um, this is tough reporting. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, can be a trigger warning. So we're going to move on. But, I mean, as if COVID wasn't enough, you know? Uh, sports is something else. But that's life. I mean, that's life as in life is difficult and is um, unfortunately not always beautiful. There's a lot of ugliness, um, and it's tough. You don't wish this upon anyone, but we also know that, unfortunately, people are experiencing this. And so I, I guess we'll have to follow up and see what happens here at Detroit Mercy. Uh, I wish I could have ended on a little bit of a higher note, uh, but... Um, I guess I'll give you that fi that final score. Uh, the Louisville Cardinals, number one, defeat Syracuse, number 23, 67-54. Uh, another relatively close game. Um, within two points at the half was Syracuse, but it was that third quarter really looks like, third and fourth quarter where Louisville was able to pull away. And your leading scorers in that game. So, all right, I'm going to close this out. I have to still pack for sunny Florida where I'm calling games, hockey games that are being played in Lake Placid, New York. Isn't, isn't uh, sports journalism fun? Um, but yeah, so my next few uh, shows for next week, I'll be recording from Florida. Let's see what the acoustics are like, excuse me, in my digs for the week. All right, Erica Lindsay Ayala, really asking that you take care of yourself. Yeah, I missed the Tennessee-UConn game, but you know what? There are more important things, and it's really important to have that self-care, have those boundaries. So I recorded a little bit later, but we got it done. We're all good in the hood. Erica Lindsay Ayala signing out. Please be good to yourself and each other. Peace.